morning, everybody. It's time for the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on the Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. My name is Freddie. I am the bad influence with the best intentions, and I'm here with my merry men tasting some of the finest craft beer in the world. We have Dirty Derek. How you doing today, Derek? Oh, I am doing fantastic. Outstanding. Backyard Billy from the Backyard Ale House. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Having a ball horn and burlap in time. All right. <laughs> We're that'll, ready. that'll all be explained shortly. And of course, roaming around the dumpster in the back there, my good friend Polish Ed. How you doing, Eddie? Hey, living life one ounce awesome. at a time. Awesome. As long as you've got it, man. And as long as you got your hand on that glass, I know you're going to be a happy cat today. That very, very small glass, I should say. All right, Derek, we have a special show today. Great beer to taste. Tell us all about it. Oh, yes, we do. We're, we're talking now today. We have Anderson Valley Brewing Company. We're going to be talking with owner Trey White coming up. We're going to really get the... The skinny on this brewery that a lot of people... This is, to me, a brewery that I think doesn't get the respect it deserves. They've been around for a long time. And that's why I think the, some of the breweries that have been around for a long time seem to fall through the cracks as this craft beer thing starts blowing up. Because a lot of people will go to the store and they'll they'll see, oh, I've seen that one before. And they'll always try to find the new thing, which is what we're always looking for. But they kind of... You know, you miss out on some really good beers. And Anderson Valley has... This is a brewery that's a fantastic go-to brewery, you know, with all the things that are going on, the big beers that are out there that we all love. It's nice to have something you can fall back on. It's just a really soothing, relaxing, enjoyable beer that just has what it what, has exactly what you want, and it's done perfectly right. And that's what you get out of this brewery, and that's what I love with a lot of their beers. And uh, we're starting out with their Boont Amber Ale, which is just a really solid, you know, we'll get into the whole Boont uh, thing with Trey and everything. That's a whole... You know, you got to hear Billy quote that one. It's, it's ball a ball horn. And <laughs> it's a, is that a regional thing, obviously, yes. that yeah. he's going to have to lay out for, yeah, for it's us? it's kind of like Cockney, but yeah. it, it's, but which California. is the English, which is the English version, but it's way different than, like, Northeast PA, like, Aina yeah. or Anacana. <laughs> I went to the bank, Anacana, I had no money. <laughs> right. That's more of, like, a, um, a, a, a butchering of actual <laughs> <laughs> English. That's not where, language where, it, Exactly, where they create, actually, new words yeah. for for yeah, and it gets kind of confusing. As, as you, it, it, that's the one thing you'll notice, and we'll, we'll talk to you about that. With the, the names of a lot of these beers, have some type of spin on it with that that Boont language put in, and it, it kind of can be confusing to some people. And they're looking <laughs> at it like they don't even know how to say it right. Because I've been around people ordering stuff, and they have no idea what they're trying to say. Most of it has to do with like carousing and like sexual innuendo, <laughs> and <laughs> which is what you want when you have. Yeah, it's. I mean. You know, but it's th- good this stuff. this is the the uh, five point eight percent amber ale. Now the amber ale is is a really great style. It falls in line with you know the the pale ale or or a pilsner is in you know a more simplistic type of of beer in that it's very malty, not overly malty. You want to have a nice balance with it, but it, it falls you know the amber ale. When you hear that, you're going to think of a, an amber color to the beer, and that's what this has is that really nice amber kind of reddish hue. A really sweet malt, but still really balanced. You get some nice hot bite out of it, and it's just a really nice go-to. It's 5.8%, so fairly light in the ABV. Really nice, easy drinking. A great way to start out with this show with what we're going. We're going to be building up into some really crazy ones as we get going, and this is just a really solid one to just start out on the, the, the lowdown and just ease our way in. Amber was <laughs> like a session beer before session beers yeah. were session beers. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. And session beers were session beers before they were <laughs> well, session that's, beers. That's it. That is actually true. Well, it's well said. Excellent. Wow, he's he's 
He's I know a little. It. My mind just got like raped. There. Right. <laughs> right. I'll throw some pennies on the floor over there, okay? I'll whip some spare change over there. Ed, you got some spare change? Yes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, the Anderson Valley, they, they started in 1987. That's the one thing I think some people may not even be aware of. I think there's only like 20 yeah, craft breweries. Yeah, there's only 20 craft breweries when they started out. So, I mean, they, they were really ahead of the game with a lot of this stuff and, and really built themselves into what they are now. I mean, they are, I, we'll get into the distribution. I don't know, but I mean, they're, to me, they're seemingly everywhere. They're in so many I've seen places. them. I've seen them in Europe. I've seen them in, you know, so, I mean, they're, they're, they're in yeah. Sweden. That's all and, I know. And they're a brewery, like there are a lot of their beers have fantastic ratings despite being around for, that to me is a, the showcase of a really great brewery. When you see an IPA or, you know, especially the IPA is when you see an IPA from a brewery that's been around for, I don't know when they first started brewing that one, but quite some time ago before IPAs became what they were. And you see that still to this day have a very high rating compared to some of these newer ones that are coming out. That's a showcase of a great brewery that they've been doing this before anybody else and they hit it perfectly and have stuck to that. And it's still nailed it. Yeah. And it's still a great recipe. And that's what that's such a showmanship of a great brewery They're, They weren't trying to grab on to any of the trends that were going on. They were just doing it and they wanted to make a great beer in whatever style they, they go for. And that's what you had. Like, that's what's great. At the Anderson Valley, too. Like, I love that they are a brewery that have such a wide variety of styles that they offer. They're, they're not pigeon held into anything. Like they're jumping all over the place. Like you go and I mean, we're going to get into the Goza and which is fantastic. And that's, uh, that's a style you, you rarely see any breweries even attempt to tackle, let alone do it so well. But in that they've really gone into, and they've gotten into the barrel aging. They've done sours that they're getting into all these crazy things, which is great to see that. I mean, that's what you want out of a brewery as it's growing is you keep experimenting and keep trying new things. <sighs> they're a good. They're a good brewery. We'll just say that. <laughs> it's ball horning. <laughs> people will be hanging, wanting to know what that's all about. But it is quite fascinating when people just invent their own languages, regions, I should say, and then they incorporate it with this fine product that you guys are enjoying this morning, and we get to learn all about it. And I was surprised. Like, what's the other one? Burlapping. Burlapping. <laughs> all right, burlapping. We'll find out all about that. Um, I believe that's on the back of the T-shirt that back we were lucky enough to get, yeah. which is pretty cool. And then we're also gonna be giving away. Yeah, giving away, which is also a very good thing. Um, I was wondering what it was, and before I could even bring it up in the conversation, before we entered the studio, Billy already knew what it is. Hey, you guys know what burlap is? <laughs> <laughs> it's all lit up, all lit up, happy. Uh, he's a- got his little file under his thing. <laughs> he's got his little it's cold outside cap on, and he wants to come in and let us know what burlapping is, or was, or is, whatever the hell. Still is. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's an act. It hasn't changed. Would that be an action word? Yeah. A uh, verb? Burlap? Something, yeah. yeah. I guess it would be a verb. All right. You're the writer, Derek. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> what, see, you can make, the, the one thing you've learned is you can make any word a verb. Or is it a, or is it a Listen, dangling participle? I yeah. don't know. It's got it's my skin itchy. The definition has my, I'm scratching away here like I'm withdrawing from oxys or something. Yeah. And not that I ever did, but that's what people that's do. Great, that's a very good comparison. But it is. Many yeah. people now listen, no, I saw it on the law and order, man. That's what I'm talking about, but that's what it's like, y'all. Scratching. See, when, the word would be knock. And then, oh, oh yeah, look at that. You know what I mean? You'd be noxin. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's <but> your <laughs> the definition of burlapping is coming up. It's going to be great. Oh, this is going in a direction I did not uh, prepare for. Listen, I'm sorry, man. I'm going to bring oh, it back no, on I, course. Mm-hmm. Are, you look like you're enjoying your beer. No, we're we're doing good. This is a great you know kickoff for everything. You know, you want you want to talk a little bit about our, our upcoming event. 
Yeah. We don't get to talk oh, about it that much. No. Yeah. I always realize at the end, like, we always cram through everything. We never you get to. You know what? And I'm so sorry about that because I should no, be it's, it's leading tough. the fight on that. We have so much going on. These great interviews, all these giveaways and stuff with the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on the Sports Hub 102.3. But I am proud to let you know. I think we we didn't announce it, basically. We, we, we kind of did, but I don't think we gave a hard date. We just said we were no. going to be doing this. Okay. Am I? I don't have it written down. You know how my, this works when it, things aren't written down in front of me. It's coming up. March 2nd, right? March 2nd. March 2nd, RC14, Wilkes-Barre, Movies, Theater. What's that? Northampton? Not Northampton Street. I don't even go on. It's downtown RC it's Movie down 14. It's square, yeah. With Peculiar Culinary Backyard Ale House, Derek and myself, the beer geeks, I'd probably be there, too, looking for something around their dumpster. <laughs> they have a nicer dumpster than ours, too, Eddie. Nice. Excellent. But we're doing our pop... Up, wait, pop-up pop up movie beer dinner? Yeah. We call it that? No, something. Uh, some. Pulp Fiction pop-up with Peculiar and the Beer Geeks. Pop-up. Wait. Are we going to have big, big kahuna burgers? Yes. It's going to be fabulous. Be yeah. looking out for the information. March 2nd at the RC14 in Wilkesbury off the square. We will be watching Pulp Fiction, tasting fine craft beer, and actually eating um, the menu from Jack selections Rabbit. from Jack Rabbit Slims while we watch the movie Pulp Fiction with Peculiar Culinary. It's going to be excellent. And if I have my way. I'll have a few surprises for that as well. But Whoa. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have a blast and that is going to be happening. Be uh, looking out on yeah. Peculiar. Once we get everything going, Peculiar is going to be pushing it. We're going to be pushing yeah. it. You're going to start seeing. We're, we're ironing out the details on what we're pairing. We're, we're, oh, line, yeah. we're lining up the beers. Probably but this it's a week done we'll deal and we're so excited to be in a theater setting for this. Our pop, our Pulp Fiction pop-up with Peculiar Culinary and the Beer Geeks as well as uh, um, and what's the word I'm looking for? In cahoots with Backyard Ale House? <laughs> cahoots? Yeah. Uh, I would call curated. that a, a, a joint venture. Curated. <laughs> it's going to be fabulous. That's curated. Curated is the, Excellent. Is the proper term. It's going to be fabulous. March 2nd, be paying attention um, and check out Peculiar Culinary, their Facebook page and their website for more information, the pricing and everything. It's going to be a fabulous oh, yeah. time. We've been talking about this for a long time. This has been a behind the scenes deal we've yes. been working on for a while. And we're so. so, so thrilled to be doing this. And God knows what kind of craft beer we're going to be pairing up these fine delicacies really with, really but it's going to be a lot of fun, and you're going to be living it while you're watching it and eating fabulous food from Peculiar Culinary, drinking fabulous beer from Backyard Ale House, and enjoying Derek and mine, and Ed will wash your car. Ed's going to be valet. <laughs> yeah. Valet Ed. That's a great name, man. <laughs> he's going to, like, roll up like the wolf, you know, in his, like, sports car, come, like, roaring yeah. in. Isn't that funny, though? Ed's going to be the valet for the pop-up after he has a couple craft beers with a pairing. He's going to jump into so your brand. So you guys going to be drinking when you go, let me get your car. It's so funny because he'll be parking people. he'll be parking people's cars, like, at the McDonald's <laughs> off the boulevard there. That'll be funny. Be parking up at the old movie theater at the Viewmont Mall or something. Maybe <laughs> just driving. Am I going into movies? Be at the Circle Driving. Oh, no, he wouldn't. Go.
but it's going to be great. We're all going to be there. We're all going to have a lot of fun, yeah. and we want you to be part of it. And I'm glad that you brought it up, Derek, because you got to start paying attention to the Peculiar Culinary Facebook page. As soon as I get it all laid out, we're going to throw it up on the Beer Geeks Facebook page yep. as well. And it's going to be a blast, and we want you to be part of this. We've been talking about it, and with all the different kinds of movies that all of us in this room love, we're trying to do so many different original things where you can come out. We're having events where people can come out and just enjoy. Hey, there's nothing this. better. There's not. Sorry. Oh, there's nothing right. better than having a really good cult movie with some Got great it. food and great beer. Agreed. That's, that's a good night at home, let alone getting to do it in a movie theater. Agreed, Dirty Derek. And I know we got to rinse out some glasses. We have more beer to drink here, and of Trey's course. calling in. You got it. Trey's going to be calling in shortly, so I got to be preparing for that because we're going to want to know all about this regional dialect and this vocabulary that they have. It's quite interesting, especially if you're a fan of this beer and if you're listening to the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on Sports Hub 102.3, NBC Sports Radio. Oh, my God. These are delicious. What are you eating? Zach bought me peanut butter chiffons from Stope Candies for Valentine's Day. Ah, oh, Stope Candy peanut butter chiffons are my favorite. The melt in your mouth, peanut butter center covered in rich milk chocolate, they're to die for. John Stope Candies, the perfect Valentine's Day gift. 17 North River Street in Plains and now in Taylor at 354 North Main Street, just two doors down from Act Out Theater. John Stope Candies, over 65 years of making the most delicious handmade chocolates. Earnings vary based on your effort. Do you want to learn how to make money flipping houses right here in Scranton and Wilkesbury? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. This is Than Merrill, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the Scranton and Wilkes-Barre area who want to learn how to make money flipping houses in your spare time using other people's money. Scranton and Wilkes-Barre are perfect market for my system, and next week I'm holding a free two-hour educational workshop where you will learn how to make money flipping homes and how to build long-term wealth with income properties. To get two free tickets to Than's Workshop, call 1-800-266-1959. Seating is extremely limited. Call in the next 10 minutes and you'll also reserve a free copy of Than's Money for Deals Guide. That's 1-800-266-1959. That's 1-800-266-1959. Don't miss the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters at Mohegan Sun Arena at Casey Plaza on Sunday, February 22nd, 2015 to 3 p.m. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com. See the Globetrotters' new world tour in Wilkes-Barre Sunday, February 22nd at 3. This just in, off the press. A huge selection of off-lease, low-mileage, rentals, repossessed local one-owner trades to be sold off. Up to 60% off original MSRP. Only at Lee Heighton Kia. On Blakesley Boulevard in Lee Heighton. You heard it right. 60% off. This is a once-a-year opportunity for anyone looking for a real bargain. Top dollar paid for trade. We have buyers on hand. Also, we can pay off your trade even if you owe $8,000 more than it's worth. Only at Lee Heighton Kia. Five days only. Now through Monday. Up to 60% off. No payments still made. Bad credit? We can help. A huge selection of off-lease, low-mileage rentals, repossessed local one-owner trades to be sold off. Up to 60% off original MSRP. Only at Lehigh and Kia. 21 Blakesley Boulevard in Lehigh. Call 610-377-1570. That's 610-377-1570. 60% off original MSRP. Example at 2010 Chrysler 300C with 32,000 miles original MSRP. 35122. Now 60% off at 14,900. Stock number 1303398. All cars are plus tax and tax. 
Sandercom's Elite Eateries, Northeast PA's finest dining and family restaurants, featuring the Sanderson Street Tavern, 655 Sanderson Street Troop, Tommy Boy's Bar and Grill, 14 North Market Street, Nanticoke, and Grande Pizza and Family Restaurant, Bernie Ave Music. All right, we're back here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. And on the phone right now, well, I'll let you Dirty Derek tell you all about it because he's the one that lines up these killer interviews and gets us all this great beer for the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. Um, let's introduce our friend, Derek. Well, right now on the line, we have Mr. Trey White, the owner of the fantastic Anderson Valley Brewing Company. Trey, how are you doing? Great. How are you? Oh, fantastic. They, I always have to give an extra special thank you when someone's calling it from the West Coast because you're calling at 7 in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> That's yes, always it's a beautiful day out here, though, and we just uh, started San Francisco Beer Week last night. Oh, that's oh, right. Nice. Oh, so so this is going to be a little bit. Uh, you're going to have a lot going. On. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already started drinking everything. We kicked it off with the the Amber Boont. So you now let's get a little bit of the history of the brewery. We talked briefly about it. That the brewery started in 1987, and there was only about 20 craft breweries going on at that time. So you were very much ahead of the game in a lot of things. Now, when the brewery first started, was there a core, you know, like a lot of breweries will either say we're going for an English style or a German style, things like that. Was there a core style that the brewery was going towards? Yeah, that was, yeah now I wasn't around back then. Yeah, I bought the brewery about five years ago, mm-hmm. but it definitely be more on the English side and using some of the English yeast. But, um, you know, the Boone Amber and, and the Barney Flats and, and Hot Biden, uh, were, and the Pleco Pale, the Pleco Pale Ale, really, along with the Green Amber, were the original uh, craft brews that the brewery was into. So they were going for more of the English style. Okay. So now, yep. the other thing within this, now we, we've, we, we kind of talked a little bit about that. The names are one thing that really jumps out to you when you're looking at, at a lot of these beers. What, what's the, the little bit of the background story on that for people who aren't familiar? Yeah, the Boonling is what you're talking about. You know, the Anderson Valley is very... Uh, isolated. There's a 3,000-foot mountain that surrounds the brewery on three sides, and we're about 20 miles from the Pacific Ocean. And, you know, the, the heritage of of the language is a bit ambiguous, but, you know, I kind of go with a story that, uh, you know, the Redwoods are, were the original industry in the valley, and folks came into the valley about 150, 160 years ago, and, you know, as folks who tend to be a little bit off the beaten track want to do, they... They wanted to come up with their own language so that the bright lighters, the folks from outside of the valley, would not necessarily understand what they were talking about. And so you have a lot of words that have to do with geography, food, and and, and tax. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really all you need for your language. Isn't that's it? It. <laughs> <laughs> so now, the other, the other thing within the labeling and everything is there's a lot of, of nature and, and things that come a lot through within this. Is that a thing that's very important to the brewery? Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned, the mountains, it, it really is, especially this time of year when we're actually getting some rain. We're getting a ton of rain this week, which, as anybody who pays attention to our climate in California, is very much appreciated. But it, it is a very kind of bucolic uh, area of the world. And the coastline is, is that, you know, that kind of stunning with the, the, the sharp cliffs and the, and the great vistas. And, um, you know, as we, as we always talk about with our beer, Given the isolation, given the, um, the part of the world that we're in, we, hopefully that, that bleeds a little bit into what we're we're trying to accomplish with the beers and, and the, the the passion that goes into those as well. Yeah, because I, I know on every label, to, uh, yeah, label, every lit, like every cap, oh, I'll get there. <laughs> you have <laughs> the solar power brewery. I know that's like a very thing, uh, important thing. That a lot of people will take home. Like when you see that combined with the artwork on the label, it just comes across as like that's a big. 
uh, ethos of the brewery. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think you know, our it was it was installed before I got the brewery, but at the time back. 10, 12 years ago, our solar array was one of the larger ones, uh, industrial arrays in the Northern California area. Obviously, the solar industry has evolved greatly since then, but um, no, that's something we take great pride in. We we don't have any, given our isolation, we don't have any, any municipal services, so all of our water treatment, all of our, our, our water uh, that we use for making the beer comes from our own wells, and, and um, we're very, very, we husband our resources very, very closely out of respect for uh, where we live. Oh, it definitely shows with everything. Now, since you've taken over, the one thing that has been a noticeable jump is the lineup, the beer portfolio has really expanded a lot in that time frame. Now, wh- what are you, is there anything new on the horizons coming up? Or, Well, you're right. We we have added a lot of stuff. I mean, Boone Amber and Polico and Barney Flans and Hot Button are some of these kind of classic uh, almost heritage brands, you know, the, you know, the craft beer industry is getting old enough now, you know, 25, 30 years where, you know, the, the, the folks coming new, you know, the 21, 22 year olds into, into the beer world, you know, weren't even alive when we uh, started. And so the barrel age stuff that we've been doing, um, as part of our relationship with the, the wild turkey folks who provide us with a, a, a great number of, of, uh, their bourbon barrels. And then these Goza products that we introduced, last year those are the new big new initiatives for us we're actually not going to come out with a ton of brand new stuff this year because we've been doing so much new stuff here in the last couple of years the goza is a a style that lends itself really well to pairing up with you know different ingredients and so forth so we're 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 certainly experimenting with that but um we're really trying to catch up with that that uh can be the ink and the holy goza and the blood orange goza that we introduced last year and that's a, that's a perfect segue into what we were going to start talking about. That's next. what we're drinking right yeah, now. That's what we're having right now. <laughs> so like, right. W- within that, like that's like a really interesting style. Before we get into like, the, the beer itself, like to go that route, what was the inspiration kind of behind going for a Goza? Because that's not something that you know, most craft beer drinkers really aren't even familiar with as far as a beer style. Yeah, interestingly, you know, the Goza, which is an old uh, German-Bavarian style, had, you know, I don't think you would have found it practically anywhere four or five years ago, but some of the folks out there in the east, in particular the southeast, had, had picked up on the style, and I noticed it in some of my travels, and I started talking to Fal Allen, our, our brewmaster, and Andy Hooper, one of our other brewer guys, and uh, we just thought it was a really uh, interesting style. You know, it does combine uh, some tartness that we get from the lactobacillus bacteria, as well as some salt. So it almost comes up with this champagne-y kind of um, some notes and, 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 and mouthfeel. And uh, we just thought, after playing with it for a little bit, that it was a really delicious beer. And uh, we figured if we made a delicious beer, that it would do well. And so far, so good with that, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, now the the first one you came out with was the, the Kimmy the Yink and the Holy Goza. And now yeah. we, we have the, the Blood Orange. And that was one that a lot of people, I don't think I saw a single top 10 list of beers of 2014 that the Blood Orange didn't make it onto. That was one that just everybody raved about, including myself, and love this one. What was the idea with the, the orange, like putting specifically the Blood Orange into a Goza? Well, literally, like you said, we start with the, the kind of the base Goza, the Kimmy the Incanelli Goza, and we introduced that in, in late April last spring. We have a big brew fest every year uh, in very early May. And literally what was happening on the Sunday morning after the brew fest, as you can imagine, people are, are recovering a bit, but they were starting to put shots of orange juice in the in the regular community ink and the Holy Ghost, kind of making their own 
gamosa, mimosa, whatever you want to call it. And I said, well, this is a really interesting flavor combination. Um, and we thought we would, you know, take the blood oranges as opposed to regular oranges and, and, and go down that path. And, and being a smaller company, one of the things we're able to do is be pretty nimble. And so, you know, that kind of went into our mind in early May. And by late July, we had we had a blood orange uh, version, which has done really well. Yeah, I mean, everyone that I've, I've ever had to introduce this to, like, they have loved this one. It, it just got, what I really like about it is it has something for everyone because you have a little bit of tartness, some sweetness. It has almost like this. Very refreshing. Yeah, and, it, and it's a light 4.2% too, which is great. It's not, it, it's very complex and flavorful, but low in ABV, which is always a really nice thing to see and kind of tough to pull off a lot of times. Yeah, we, we were we were pouring the Blood Orange Goza last night at the at the festival, and uh, that was definitely the first one to kick. And I don't think we went through it quite as fast as the Pliny that was right next to us, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. we were we were close. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not a good one to be close to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, how many states is Anderson Valley distributed in now? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Okay. Now, is it primarily out west, and then some on the east, or vice versa? Yeah, you know, I'll be honest. You know, the the before I got the brewery, the the expansion had a bit had been a bit of a hodgepodge, and so I've kind of stuck with those states. We for whatever reason we skipped the middle, you know, kind of the Mississippi Valley, you know, all the way, you know, we're down in Minnesota, all the way down to Louisiana, but we're in a lot of the eastern states, with the exception of of Upper New England there, with the Maine, where we're not in, but. Um, yeah, we, we, we've got the West, but we do really well. We do really well in your neck of the woods. We do really well, um, you know, places like North Carolina and uh, Virginia and, and Boston as well. Well, we appreciate it. We, we absolutely love having you guys here. I mean, it's it's just great to have, like, a go-to brewery that you know what you're getting. You're getting a solid, well-balanced product. And we really appreciate everything you're doing, Trey. And, and I thank you so much again for calling in so early on a Saturday morning. <laughs> No problem. It was great to be on. Thank you, Trey, very much for joining us on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. And there you have it, my friends. That's good stuff. Awesome. Wasn't it? Amazing. Awesome. Good stuff. Everybody's digging it. And what I'm digging now is taking a break so I can run to the little boy's room because that needs to happen. And when we come back, we're going to... You have a bootlin' happening. I have a bootlin' happening. (laughs) It'll be ball horning in the corner. Oh, my God. (laughs) Outstanding stuff. Here's the deal. We're going to take a break right now. Because I got to take care of the business that I just discussed. I don't know why I had to discuss that on the air. (laughs) But it is what it is. Taking that break, we'll be back with more of this fine beer here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. You are free to choose any card you want and any insurance company you want. But did you know that when your windshield is chipped or cracked, you can choose any glass repair company you want? Tell your insurance company you want Mesco Glass, locally owned since 1930. Staffed by the friends and neighbors you trust and recommended by AAA so quality is guaranteed. Hey, no one chooses to have their windshield damaged, but you can choose the experts at Mesco Glass with a location nearby and at mescoglass.com. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. 
Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Your business is invited to participate in the Entercom Home Show, February 28th and March 1st at the Mall at Steamtown in Scranton. If your area of expertise is in building, remodeling, anything home, then the Entercom Home Show is the place to be. As a vendor, your business can thrive by showcasing your products and services to tons of local homeowners in Northeast Pennsylvania. So what are you waiting for? Call Ryan Adcroft at 883-1111 for details. The Entercom Home Show, February 28th and March 1st at the Mall at Steamtown in Scranton. The Harlem Globetrotters are bringing the best in family entertainment to Mohegan Sun Arena at Casey Plaza on Sunday, February 22nd, 2015 at 3 p.m. Get ready for the ultimate family game night because this is where the unbelievable becomes the unforgettable. Witness history in the making as the Washington Generals present their greatest challenge ever after a five-year break. They are more determined than ever to beat the Globetrotters. The Harlem Globetrotters are more than just a game. With incredible skills, dunks, and comedy, they are entertainment for the whole family. Don't miss the world's most famous team live in Wilkesbury on Sunday, February 22nd, 2015 at 3 p.m. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com or the Mohegan Sun Arena at Casey Plaza Box Office. You tell your kids anything is possible. The Harlem Globetrotters will help you prove it. In Wilkes-Barre on Sunday, February 22nd, 2015 at 3 p.m. Mohegan Sun Arena at Casey Plaza. Back here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour, Sports Hub 102.3, NBC Sports Radio. And the show's brought to you by the Backyard Ale House, Linden Street in downtown Scranton, famous patio. So many different craft beers for you to choose from. You want to stop down and kick it in downtown Scranton. I don't care what people are doing at the mall, but it's always hopping at the Backyard <laughs> Ale House. That's, That's the true. bottom line, Billy. What do we got going on this week, Backyard oh, Billy? If I don't get this right, Pat's going to punch me in the privates. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have our we have our uh, uh, nightmare on President's Valentine's Day weekend what? Mardi Gras. The bash. hell yeah. is that? So, you know, we have, uh, let's see, we have Friday the 13th coming up next week. Nice. We have Valentine's Day. Nice. We have President's Eve Sunday, which a lot of people are off Are President's you guys Day, doing so. anything for Valentine's Christmas or no, your <laughs> right President's Day. Are you guys doing anything special for uh, President's Day? We actually have the, the having chug, a cookout. The chug band on. That's so cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes, and then we have Justin Mazur trio on Tuesday for oh, Mardi Gras. So yeah, we have some we have some good stuff. You got, so. You're ready to roll into the week, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think Star Hill. We have like Star Hill lined up with us, and they have a we have a oh. whole um, uh, I guess a, a presentation of when beers. Is this through. Fat Tuesday thing. This is that's that would be oh, man. a week this coming Tuesday because that means I should get away with anything I want to do or indulge with on the Monday beforehand, and it should be okay because it's Fat Tuesday. Well, as long as I make a shallow promise to myself to quit <laughs> or not do it again for a while, is this making sense? Well, sure. Right like, here's works. the thing: like we're we're having a it's called show us your tips. So, <laughs> yeah. so the bar- there for a minute. The, the bar- Not scared. The bartenders are going to give out beads for uh, for tips. Really? <laughs> With a P. So in other words, oh. Show us your tips. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 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 
Oh, I was going to okay. say, aren't yeah. you just for it? Wait for yeah. it. <laughs> I was like, going to say, man. It's like Mardi Gras. Like, come on. Yeah, man. I got you, but it's not. Like, you would go good with that sort of environment. I would you know? go great with some sort of environment <laughs> like that. It'd be great. I really don't have any. Yeah. Okay, I got it now because oh, at first I'm like, no, what are you we doing? We all had to keep our mouths closed. There's a shot, a shot across the bow and he didn't even <laughs> yeah, like, <I> know. know. <laughs> <laughs> Confusing me. <laughs> oh my God! There's I just smoking here. <laughs> Freddie's brain is. <laughs> All right, can we drink beer? Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll keep on trucking. Uh, so now we, this is the we're getting into the IPA territory. They, this is their Spring Hornin IPA. Another one that's with a fantastic name. And this one's really nice because it has like some fruity notes to it, like some a little bit of like almost pear type things. It's some honey. It's just like a really nice, it's not overly sweet though, but it has a really nice balance with a little bit of like citrus notes coming through as well, but it's got a real nice balance, this one. That's what, you know, the, any IPA, that's what you want out of it is a really, really good balance. And this is their kind of spring seasonal, they're offering this up. So we're, we're getting into, I wish it was spring now, because we're getting another snowstorm again, apparently on Monday, which is great. Uh, but no, getting into this is it's just this will awaken you during the spring though. That's what you yeah. want. Citrus, citrus and uh, piney. It's um, it's it starts citrus then goes straight to pine. It's good. It's uh, six six point eight fifty five IBUs. Yeah. So so it's it's got a real nice balance. It's not you know overly aggressive. Smash, yeah, it's not going after on the palate. And that's the thing. I mean, like that's I love the Anderson Valley. Their their IPAs are all stellar. Like they have this one, the Hop Odd to have next, and the uh, Hilcho Hops. They're, Hilcho hops, they're, yeah. they're uh, double IPA. Dippa. It's just they all have really nice balance, and that's really, for me, what I like out of a good IPA is to have that really good balance. You know, some people like the overly aggressive, melty enamel on your teeth type hops, which, you know, that's fine if that's your thing. It's just like I like to have that really nice balance with everything. Let's refer to Ed, our, our uh, IPA lover. Yeah, I'm laughing at that comment because uh, <laughs> my comment is I think it's a little bit light on the hoppiness. <laughs> uh, I think it's more of a pale ale than an IPA myself. Well, you you are the one that likes to have your teeth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was chuckling. <laughs> really, does it feel it's like tweener? I could I could yeah. see where you're going like that. It is it is lighter on the hoppy, but it's yeah. you know it's it's still it, it could still be a very firm. hoppy pale ale. Or well, a very light. Yeah, it IPA. has that firm yeah. bitterness. Like that's it does, definitely yeah. there. Like that. That's to me what differentiates it from being a pale ale. It has that firm bitterness that a pale ale shouldn't have. That's you know. There's a, a some people that are complaining about that. There's a, a threshold that a lot of breweries are crossing with calling something a pale ale when technically it should be an IPA because it is more hoppy than than need be. But to me, this one, I think it's a really nice, firm, easy drinking IPA. I like it. Yes. I like it a lot. Get a lot of orange out of it, too. Yeah, there's a lot of fruit notes in this one. I mean, I, I think there is, like, a touch of honey, like, in the, in the malt, which is really nice. But to me, I get more of it's almost like a pear. That's kind of what I, I'm getting, like, more of those kind of notes out of it. But it just has, like, a real nice fruit note to it. Yes. Which is, what I think, what makes it a differentiated because, you know, we're going to have the hop otten next. But this is a spring IPA and this to me it does have those because of those fruit notes it has that kind of taste to it I'm going to crack open the hop on because we're going to be up against it soon time we got we still have three more after this wow yeah that those are mighty pretty bottles you have lined up against the wall there and so what are you saying Ed more or less that you don't look you would not really consider this an IPA besides what it says on the label 
That's yeah, yeah. It's I, not your favorite style <clears throat> of IPA. And do your teeth really feel like stuff's <laughs> melting off of them? There's a lot of. I mean, there's there's a lot of acid in hops, the alpha yeah. acids. So it's yeah. When you, you get know. those crazy ones that, that we've had, like some of the stone ruination or these really over the top ones that are just full of hops, like it it kind of gives you that feeling because there's a lot of acids put into it and that, that's what really comes through that's what gives you that bitterness is is the the acids and the hops the wow. alpha acids and uh when you have a lot of them it'll it kind of gives that feeling like you almost like when you lick your teeth after it feels like fuzzy like Oof. <laughs> when you wake up after a night of drinking and I've had out. experiences with fuzzy teeth I'll tell you that <laughs> that's something Definitely. we can all really we used, do. we used to call yeah. that like elf poop because like elves <laughs> come in the middle of the night and like poop in your mouth after you've been drinking that's like <laughs> it feels like fuzz. <laughs> Elf poop. Well, I, there's another uh, uh, expletive okay. that we yeah, would I use, get. but uh, you know that's that's probably the closest thing. I, just, I don't um, know where you grew up, man. We called it cat poop. There's mo- a lot more cats than there are elves in my neighborhood. At least that I know of. I'm just imagining telling your kids, like, yeah, my t- my teeth feel kind of funny. Oh, that's because an elf came in here and built a knife and crap in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, and that would kill the whole elf on the shelf and movement. Well, and, then, see, and then Christmas has changed forever. If, if you really want to get like crazy kids would be with going it, to bed with electrical kinda, tape over their mouth. <laughs> it's kind of like cat's eye with uh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, remember that? Ooh, like cat's like little, eye. Oh, I even, that's a classic. Wow, that's crazy. That's, that's what I mean. Like the little the little creature yeah. that like sneaks in and like instead of like I stealing that. Well, it's a crazy yeah. horror movie. The lady with no finger. The lady. She got her finger cut off for smoking. Oh yeah, that's yeah. They cut the wife's finger off because he had a cigarette. Yes, That's exactly what happened. He was on the freeway, and he was kneeling down on the floor, and he lit the cigarette. And then when he lifted up, he noticed the one guy saw him smoking. And they said, oh, they made her jump around on the electrical yeah, in a floor, cage. too. If you remember that. <laughs> I haven't seen that since I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. you have to take a look back. at yeah. that. I have to watch that. I've been on a horror movie kick this week, actually. Well, yeah, usually I'm on a horror movie yeah. kick. But, right. But uh, no, this week I've been watching a bunch. I actually watched one. I, it's, no, this one's... I'm going to actually do a write-up on this one because it was so... Cool. It was an 80s one called... Student Bodies. Called, no, I watched that before. <laughs> but No, it's called Death Spa. Oh, <laughs> nice. And oh, it, wow. it is as glorious as it sounds. It is about an 80s... Gym when everybody is dressed in the full nines to eighties workout gear, which makes it so much more enjoyable with all the spandex and bright colors. I watched a movie not too long ago that was set in the eighties, and it was based off being like working in a fitness center in a gym, and it was called Workouts with Jackie Lalay. <laughs> It's not exactly a horror film, <laughs> but it was based in the eighties. There's commonality there. It was in the eighties, and they were in a um, exercise facility. Ex- we're, we're using exercise? it for like re- <laughs> we're using it for like bleacher material. I'm just I'm an artiste and I, I look for inspiration in different ways. That's what it is. I got uh, nothing. That's common. No, 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 no. I, that was me participating in the conversation <laughs> with something that we had gonna, something in common. I thought you were going to say Toxic Crusader or something. Like that. If <laughs> Billy's laughing so hard, there's no event. noise coming out. That's scary, man. But I have those defibs uh, in the hallway I've been dying to use. <laughs> well, uh, I have the scenic overpass. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, oh, that's true. You do have the scenic overpass. Oh, You're not taking God. the express route to, can get my, to the belt buckle highway. Yeah, no way. Get my, you know, my shirt tucked. In, Isn't this you know? a show about beer? <laughs> yeah, we just uh, we just pour the hop Otten now. This is this is one. Uh, oh, look at that! That's a nice, smooth segue, actually. Wow, yeah. gotcha. um, but this is the hop Otten. This is one they've had going for a while. This is this is falls definitely in line with a true IPA. It's got some pine notes, floral notes, 
it's one thing I notice uh, when you're having a, an IPA that's been around for a while versus one that's around now. The older ones have a lot more pine and floral notes to it, and a lot of the newer ones have more of the citrus leaning. I think that's mostly because of the hop varieties that were available as they're they're you know putting together these recipes. But that's why I, I get more of, of a pine notes out of this hop otten. And uh, I I enjoy to me I'm not one that you know wants citrus more than pine or because that that's a dividing line for some people is they want more of the citrus notes they don't like the pine as much to me as long as it's really well balanced and it has a nice dry finish I'm fine with that and that's what this one has is a definite really really perfectly dry finish and this is a little higher in ABV this is a seven percenter so this is a little bit higher than the other ones but. Just really super enjoyable. This is one that I think if, if anybody is a, an IPA fan, they've either had this one or absolutely have to have it, this one. It's funny how Trey mentioned it as a legacy brand, mm-hmm. and this is one of those beers that we had in our cooler since the day we opened the bar. You know, it is truly, you know, it is truly a, a legacy brand. Yeah. You know, it, it, that's the, the only way I can, uh, I yeah, can it, put it, you it, know? It's definitely one that... That's why I said this is a brewery I feel that some people bypass because it's been around for so long. Like, oh, I've seen that on the shelf. I've, but it's like, you know, try it. Like, just because you've seen it around and it's not the, the new brewery that is getting the push, it's a great beer. And th- that's what you need to go. Like, this is where a lot of the beers that are around now came from is this kind of thing. Like, as you said, you know, calling it a legacy brand is perfectly named because that's really what this is like this is a beer that a lot of people had that said oh this is an ipa like this is this is probably a beer that many people had for the first time as being an ipa was this beer and it inspired them some of them to go and open up a brewery and experiment or even at least get into home brewing and trying to do this themselves and that's what you want out of these kind of beers and that's what's great with this one is it just has that approachability but it really showcases what an IPA is. Like, this is one, if someone said, I never had an IPA, what is it? This would be a great one to say, this is what it is, try it. And you have everything you need to know and just one little sip out of this one. And that's what, what more can you ask for from having a, a you, if you make a beer that you could say this is a textbook example. Right. That's what, that's what you should do. This is one you were just saying that's been yeah. in your cooler since day one. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is, a, you know, it's, it's a West Coast IPA. It's one of the reasons why people call designate like a, a west coast or east yeah. coast uh, you know it that's this is one of those brands that kind of you know fostered that uh uh that that designation i guess you could say so yeah, definitely no this is definitely it falls in well into that west coast ipa thing awesome and we have how many more beers left eric we got two more after all this. right dude we're gonna take a short break here we're gonna rinse out some glasses get these bottles up into the front line because we don't leave one bottle um, full. Or what's what I'm trying to say? Un- untouched. Untouched. No, no, un- no beer left behind. Yeah, no beer left behind. <laughs> Thank you very much. Backyard that's a Billy. shirt we need to make. That's definitely, that's a great shirt idea. Beer Geeks Radio, oh. no beer left behind. That's nice. Outstanding. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's just, one of the coolest things I've ever heard. Now, see, me. didn't I tell you before the show, this is going to be a great show today. I told you that. What are you talking about? It stinks. No, All right. <laughs> All right. I'm Iron- leaving. Because <laughs> I'm from Westside, Iron Maiden Invaders here on the Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio.
member of the beast. You can't beat that with a, a wooden stick or lick it with a nine-inch tongue. All here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour, Sports Hub 102.3, NBC Sports Radio, brought to you by Backyard Alehouse, Linden Street in downtown Scranton, and Backyard Billy. Beads, what's it called? Show, Show us it. your tips. Tips. <laughs> we have to enunciate that on the radio. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe on Fat Tuesday I'll be down and around, and I probably will run into some of those elves you talk yeah. about pooping in people's mouths while they go That's, to bed. I thought you were going to say, I probably will show my tips. <laughs> I, have tips. tips. <laughs> I have tips. I have tips. It's a whole different story, man. Yeah, we got two more beers we that we have more. to finish up, and I don't want to cut any more time. Yeah, th- this is now... Uh, Another one that I would say is a textbook example of a style. This is their Barney Flats Oatmeal Stout. This is a beer that really the brewery is very well known for. Uh, for anyone that loves stouts, they have had this one. This is just a really phenomenal, phenomenal oatmeal stout. Like This is one of my favorite styles of yeah. stout is the oatmeal because it has that creaminess but a nice dry finish to it. And within this, I mean, you're getting so many complex notes out of a 5.6% beer. Yeah, coffee, espresso, yeah, there's, there's, like espresso, chocolate. I mean, there's just a lot of, there's a like lot going on. there's like dark fruits yeah. almost too, like a little bit like raisins, like yep. fresh baked bread types. And there's just so much in this beer, but it's still so easy drinking. <laughs> this is one, now this is a beer that is good for a, a friend that's like, I only, because I've, I've had people, you know, when working in beer shops in the past, like I've had people come in like, why, my so-and-so family member or friend only drinks Guinness. What can I, I want to get them to drink other stuff. What can I give them? This is one that you can get people because it, it has a really easy drinking stout characteristic, but a lot of complexities that you will uh, grow into, I guess is the best way of putting it. Because if you give this to someone who isn't used to this kind of flavor profile, they're not going to be able to pick apart all these weird nuances that'll be you know different to them. But as you get accustomed to this, there's so much within this beer that you're going to be able to pick apart that really separates itself from the pack within the the whole stat, stout category. Uh, I don't know why that was hard to say. Mm. But with it, I mean, it's just, to me, this this is this is the oatmeal stout to try. I, I absolutely love this oatmeal stout and one that I love to have in the fridge whenever I'm in the mood for a stout. It's always good to know this one's sitting around to have it and just enjoy. And 5.6%, that, that's what's incredible with it because the stout is the beer that a lot of breweries like to barrel age and put into all these things and it becomes, you know, a 13, 14% stout, which is nice, but that's a one and done type deal. But to know that you have this, you can kind of go back to, and it goes well with a lot of different foods too, which is nice because it, it has enough complexities that's great for desserts, but you can still have it with a nice steak or things like that too because it's not overly sweet. Like that's the thing, like when we're saying, you know, coffee and chocolate and dark cherries, it sounds like it's only dessert oriented, but it's it's definitely not. It has that drying characteristic that makes it good for. Yeah, this is an anytime. It could be yeah. an anytime anytime yeah. stout. Yeah, and that's what's great when you get a stout that can have that kind of pairing variety is is phenomenal. And I, this is just one of me. It's kind of one of those beers that there's every once in a while we'll get a beer that's kind of hard to not just say, I, I don't have any words. Just try it. It's phenomenal. <laughs> like this is this is one of those beers. I mean, it's just it has everything you could want. When you love stouts, this is just absolutely one you have to try. There's not much more to say beyond that. <laughs> Although, let's see what Eddie Boy thinks. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, I'm, you know what? I'm getting uh, vanilla out of it. Um, it's very smooth and creamy. Uh, it's, it's bottom line. It's just an easy drinking. Late night sipper. How's that? <laughs> sipper. 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 How's yeah, your it, sipper? It's also nice, too. With stouts, like you want to let them warm up a little bit. 
that's when you really they open up. Like I remember a lot of people. I mean, the first time I remember going over to England, everyone was, oh, the beer is room temperature. It's awful. It's going to, oh, you're going to hate it. Oh. But a lot of those beers, like, it's better to have it that way. Like, to, to have it at, at a room temperature, that's what or they cellar want. temperature. Yeah, like, to, to have it at, yeah, cellar, room, sorry. <laughs> but to have it at that, like, it, it has those flavors are really coming through, and that's what they intended. That's why they did it that way. And that's what you want out of a nice stout is to kind of let it get to... You know, closer to that temperature. That's why it's good to have a nice glass with a stout that's a little thinner. That's why when you see some of these uh, these glasses that are coming out now, people are thinking, "Oh, it's a little too uh, snooty or, or whatnot." That it's, but they're they're made a specific way to go with that beer to enhance the experience, whether it's to capture the aroma or allow. Because that's the one thing some people may not think about when you're having a standard shaker pint glass. They're pretty thick. So leaving your hand on it, that doesn't really, it takes a while for the beer to start to warm up. So that's why you, if you go to the bar and you see, <laughs> that's, that's my favorite thing is to spot the beer nerd when you go to the bar. Who's the guy cupping his glass and just holding on to it? That's a guy trying to let the beer warm up a little bit. I'd be able to win at that game because I have all, the, all this practice here. Look, I'm going to spot cup one it. right now. Cup it. There, I did it. There you, you go. win. I win. But that's, that's when you see some of these glasses, like Spiegelau has a, has a stout glass that they came out with. That was a collaboration with Left Hand and Rogue. And uh, it's a really nice glass. Like I, I have one at the house. It, they're, they're a little fragile. So I mean, you, we might not see a lot of those at the bars because, I, I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen them. They're very, yeah, we, they're very fragile. We have, we have rough duty glasses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's why you'll see, a, you'll see a lot of those glasses being promoted uh, the Spiegelau ones, but you're not going to see a lot in bars because they are so fragile. Like I, I've I've already broken one IPA glass because it's it's crystal thin, but it really does help the beer a lot. It captures the aroma, and the majority of what we got a taste for beer is in the aroma. So that's really what you want. I mean, you'll, you'll see the sniffers are, are work just as well as a lot of those other ones because it just captures the aroma as opposed to a shaker pint, but. That was a tangent in plan on going off. <laughs> Glassware is important. Oh, it definitely is. And there's there's so much that you get out of it. All right. So we're pouring our final one now. This is the bourbon barrel stout. Now, what's nice with this is you see a lot of bourbon barrel fill-in-the-blank styles, but they tend to be really high in ABV. But within this is at 6.9%. So you have a lot of those characteristics, but it doesn't take off. Like, they, they kept it in check that it's still a fairly low ABV. I may say fairly low, but it's still 6.9. Mm. But as this is as opposed to some moderate ones. Moderate. Yeah, there we go. Hey, better. Yeah. you can't take that for granted. I know a guy that's wet brain after drinking um, Miller Lite for 10 years. <laughs> and what's that, 5.1? Uh, I don't know. I think it's in the fours, actually. I think that one's... Exactly. Thank you very but, much. Uh, but no, this is really nice because you have those same style <clears throat> characteristics with the hints of bourbon. But it doesn't have that burn, doesn't have the heat to it. It's still extremely smooth and extremely easy drinking. And what's nice, too, with a lot of the Anderson Valley stuff, they're extremely affordable. Like, even to, get, to grab a bourbon barrel thing, because you'll see some of the ones that come out that are bourbon barrel age that are $15, $20 for a 12-ounce bottle because they did such a limited run with it. This is a 22-ounce bottle. You'll find it between 10 and 12 bucks usually around that price range. They're, they're not expensive at all, and sometimes you'll find them even cheaper because they, they, they're able to do the volume is one reason, and they have the, the room allocated for it. But it's just great because like a lot of people see the bourbon barrel stuff and they want to try it, but you know it's a lot of the price range for a lot of things. But this one's definitely within that price range, and you get some of those notes out of it, like having that bourbon note without the heat. Like That's what I love. I love to have a good bourbon barrel-aged beer 
without that alcohol burn. That's, this is awesome. Yeah, that's, that's what really it puts is. me off. But having this is it's it's perfectly. If I may interject, no, I, I enjoy. <laughs> you know, he enjoys I, your interjections. <laughs> I was gonna actually say that, but I'm like, nope. I actually I actually thought by like being a, a bourbon barrel stout, I thought this would have been much heavier than it is. Yeah, but it's 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 actually quite thin. I mean, for yeah, it's really light. Like, that's what's nice. It's it's not overpowering. But you it get has the vanilla, the, the coconut, and you can taste that wild turkey Van- in there, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's but it's very it's it's not like over the top. No, it's subdued. Like, it's it's yeah, per- it's very. It, sp- it seems like it's like uh, almost like another malt that they put yeah. into it that just blends perfectly in. And that's what I'm saying. To keep this in check at six point nine percent, like that's phenomenal because you get those hints of a high grade alcohol, but without that burn and without the really high ABV that you tend to see. This is. I may go on a limb. I, I might say this is probably the best bourbon barrel-aged beer I've had. Because it's enjoyable. There's, there's no yeah. heat. That's what puts a lot of people off is that burn after. I hope that, it's a that, big that is, limb. That, <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty burly. Ba-dum, bump. <laughs> Dude, it's, what is it? It's the scenic overpass. Yeah, I know. I didn't mean to cut you off because you were making so much sense. And no, I just but he had, he, had to, he had to do something. Yeah, I had to do something. God forbid I let you finish your thought, Billy. I'm sorry. I apologize. I feel it's, real bad about that. You should. Not. <laughs> All right. No, this, pre- this is one. As with everything, we'll, we'll wrap up with this. Right. Everything from Anderson Valley is an absolute must try. They are a brewery that I cannot recommend enough to people out there. If you're lucky enough to have it in your backyard and maybe you've bypassed some of them, go back and try them. You will not regret it. Well, I'm glad you wrapped up with that, Derek, because it was uh, perfectly said. Definitely. I'm sure our um, colleagues here will agree with that. Backyard Billy, thank you for being here again this week, man. We have so much going on. I had a ball horn in time. I'm going to go home (laughs) and do some burlapping. I hope hope you're not burlapping by yourself, though, buddy. (laughs) No, I would be be a blooker if that was the case. That will make for one itchy night. I'll tell you that if you're burlapping by yourself. Ed, always a pleasure to have you here drinking our beer, man. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. It's great, and your input's always uh, appreciated. Uh, Dirty Derek, great show thrown together again today. Next so week. Fun. Next week. Next week. Let me just plug this. Firestone Walker, Matt Brennelson will uh, call in this time. Right. <laughs> and I'm going to wear my hat. That's because Freddie's <laughs> going to be in the corner with a pair of vice grip pliers and ready to <laughs> ready to extract some 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 pain awesome. on this. Yeah, I will lay down some pain. We're going to draw blood. I like it. Gonna draw blood and like stay in between the lines. WWF profile, uh, the, the pre <laughs> pre match interview. Oh, that's cool too. That that was great. Good old junkyard dog. That stuff was great. Hillbilly Jim, come on, man. <laughs> Man, we poked so many holes in this show today, man. <laughs> it really doesn't matter at this point. But the cool thing is, is that I get to hang out here with my friends. They get to drink great craft beer, tell y'all about it, how to get it, where to go, and what breweries you need to investigate in your future, uh, being that you are diving into the world of craft beer. I couldn't do it with any better guys than we do it right here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. On the Sports that. Hub 102.3. Visit Backyard Billy this week at the Backyard Ale House. See Ed and dumpster near you sooner or later. <laughs> Derek will be around Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. And you know me, just keep reading the paper, man, to see if it's going to be worth it or not. I'm sure I'm going to pop up on one of those pages. Oh, uh, come on. Hopefully it's not day. the obituary. No, it won't be that. <laughs> Too stubborn, I think. Noxon. You're going to be Noxon. <laughs> Okay, man. <laughs> isn't, isn't that where, like, uh, they're in Knoxon? Yeah, and not in Clark Summit at all, though. That, 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 all right. That's thanks a for perfect note there. to end on. All right. And with that, consider yourselves all dealt with.